Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to Here's the Deal. Today, we continue our study through the book of Mark. We're finishing up on chapter 3, and we're talking all things unclean spirits, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, West Wing, and the royal family. Hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, we're back at it. Luke, how are you? Doing good. Always doing good. So, a couple questions I think are really beneficial for us right now in this season of life. Yep. What do you like to do with your free time? Ooh, kind of caught me off guard with that one. Free time lately? You been watching The Crown? No, I have not been watching The Silly Crown because I am patriotic and I care only about America. All other countries are less than. It's like America's mom. I've watched it. The Queen is my mother. <laughs> um, no, but I have been basically only watching West Wing lately. Uh, just something about it. Well, because it's a great show. Such a gravitas that the president has that just draws me into the show. I just want to hang on every word. And I don't mean to offend anybody listening to it, but the president's way better than the queen. I would have to watch The Crown. I am unfamiliar no, you don't have to. with the just role take of the queen. Yeah, well, she's just a figurehead. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking about somebody What have you been is, doing in your free time? Oh, watching The Crown. I've also been reading this book called... Uh, the gatekeepers about all the chiefs of staff. yeah about all the president's chiefs uh, chiefs of staff chief i staff act chief of staffs staffs i their chief his chief of staffs like the last five or six presidents and it is really really interesting yeah just to hear crazy stories and how honestly godless most of the men were but just insane stories of what happens in in the white house and the decisions the president has to make and hearing all the scandals of Richard Nixon. Well, one of the greatest presidents, and I don't really have to read the book because I've already watched the show, is President Josiah Barlett. <laughs> and so all I need to know is what Leo McGarry tells me. Yeah, what's, what's crazy is in the book they a- actually mention, they say, the author says he has people ask him all the time, is this book or is the White House, is it anything similar to the TV show West Wing? And he said, and, I, and you know West Wing, you know how fast-paced it, yeah. is, fast-paced it is throughout the whole thing. It's like you cannot keep up. If you look on your phone for 10 minutes, you're lost in what's happening in the episode. Yeah. He said West Wing doesn't come close to how fast-paced the actual White House runs, which just blows my mind. Oh, man. It's unsustainable. I could not work in the White House. I mean. I need far too much grace to work in the White House. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll do it. If you guys vote for me, (laughs) President of the United States, Donald Kendall, I'll do it. Um, so, on today's episode, we uh, we continue on through the book of Mark, and we finish out chapter 3 today, uh, which is really great, because it took us a year to get through chapter 1 and 2. So, to finish out chapter 3 <laughs> is a huge, huge uh, blessing. So, um, let's take a look at this, shall we? You want me to read it? Yeah. Chapter 3, this is verse 22 through 30. Kind of skipping around, because we need to go faster Hopefully we'll be done with Mark by 2022. Starting in verse 22 says this, and the scribes and the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, he is possessed by Beelzebub or actually Beelzebul and by the prince of demons, he cast out the demons and he called them to him and said to them in parables, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. 
And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man. And whatever blasphemes they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. Okay, so um, these guys got it wrong. Yeah. So the scribes are here, and they're in Jerusalem, and they're saying he is possessed by Beelzebul, and uh, the prince by, by the prince of demons, he cast out the demons. And so they basically go, I, we got no idea what's happening. He's got to be demonic. Well, yeah, I mean, right, right before in the previous section, we see that Jesus' own family doesn't say that he's possessed by demons or that he's demonic. They just say he's insane, um, and he's crazy, and these things aren't happening. But the scribes are at least admitting that things are happening. They're just saying he's not doing it by the power of the Spirit, or uh, he's not doing righteous deeds. He's doing this through Satan and by being possessed by Beelzebul. So, uh, and he even goes as far as to say, how can Satan cast out sa- Satan? He's, he's basically being very clear. Yeah. So, so you're saying that I am, I am Satan, and I'm also casting myself <laughs> out of people whom I control. So basically I'm having this like schizophrenic argument with myself <laughs> and casting myself out of people who I am also harming. So I'm working for Satan, but I'm also working against him. I'm also working for his downfall. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so um, and he says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's really talking about Satan. We, we've heard that. That's a very commonly used scripture um, when it talks about like this, in a house that is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. That is a very common uh, scripture that talks about we need to be united. Yeah, we need to be unified. And really, what it's talking about here is if Satan's after Satan, bro, Satan's gonna fall. Yeah, and what a picture of the church in America. Yeah, um, and so you know, I think that is something that's so uh, you know a very cliche scripture that we use all the time. But I think it's also very helpful for us is to understand that these people were just getting it wrong. They thought he was Satan working for Satan when, when in all actuality, they were working against their very own king. Yeah. And they were divided. They were the house divided. They were, they were the uh, kingdom that was divided. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't Jesus. And it wasn't Satan against Satan. It was them against Jesus. Yeah. And it's in their own tradition that they should have seen and recognized the power of the Spirit and yeah. the Messiah standing in front of them. But they're just flat out denying the role of the Spirit in any of this. And they just see Jesus as a worker of Satan who is there to overthrow their kingdom. Yeah. And it says... And, their tradition. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he, is first, he first binds a strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. What do mm-hmm. you see there? I, the best example of this is, uh, maybe not example, just the most beautiful way that I've I pictured in my mind. Uh, I was sitting in a seminar around this time last year, and uh, the the speaker, he's a professor and a pastor, and he told us about this painting. And there's this painting uh, on the ceiling in uh, Turkey. Um, and it is in this church, 
And it is a, gosh, it's such a beautiful painting. And it's depicting this exact thing right here. Um, and it's called Anastasis or the resurrection. And what it's depicting is Jesus himself coming out of his own grave, right? The darkness behind him, he's coming out of the grave and in his right and his left hand by the wrist. And this is so, uh, painting such a beautiful image of salvation. By the wrist, he has Adam on one side and Eve on the other. And they're not holding on to him at all. He's got them by the wrist. Their, their hands are limp. And he's pulling them out of their graves, right? And it's just this beautiful picture, him coming out of his own grave, out of the darkness, pulling Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And what you see below him is there's all this darkness. And I, it, I think it may be bones and just depicting death and darkness and sin and brokenness. And you see a man down below his feet mm-hmm. who is bound up. Yeah, And it's just picturing this, this verse in Mark of, He's, Jesus has broken in to Satan's home, to Satan's kingdom, the mm-hmm. earth that he rules and reigns. He's broken in. He's bound up the strong man, yeah. and he's bringing all his people with him. He's plundering his house of what is rightfully his. Just a beautiful picture of Jesus breaking in <coughs> to Satan's kingdom, breaking into his house and binding him up. Yeah, Because he has to be fully bound before Jesus can plunder his house and save his people. It's really good. And it shows that uh, the one that they said that he was coming in his name and doing the things that were evil, he is far greater than Satan in any of the, any of the things that he would be able to do. Yeah. Uh, verse 28 says, Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, and children, uh, the children of man, and whatever blasphemes, blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. So he goes from this, this um, hey, I don't work for Satan. I am not Satan. I am the one who will bind Satan and plunder his house. And he says, and I will forgive sins. And he said, whatever blasphemies they utter. And then he he throws this thing here. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but is guilty of an eternal sin. Yeah. So, one, we like the whole one about all, all sins will be forgiven. But this other one, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, yeah. but is guilty of an eternal sin. And sometimes that's translated as the unpardonable sin. Yeah. So what is it? I've had that. I've had middle school students ask me that multiple times. Hey, what is the unforgivable, unforgivable or unpardonable sin? And have I done it? And they just ask me that all the time. So what is it? What is the unforgivable sin or unpardonable well, that is um, ascribing or uh, purposely revolting against the the Holy Spirit and and or ascribing something to Satan that is truly to be uh, ascribed to to who God is, and at least that's how I've been, had it explained in the yeah. in the times that I've, uh, especially with friends who have gone who have asked that same question of, have I gone too far? Yeah, have I? What if I said something was like I, that was from the Lord, but it wasn't? <laughs> Am I Dunzo Beans? And I'm like, yep, 100%. You'll never go to heaven. So you are you are unforgivable. And so what so what does this mean for us? So if a, a believer who is a follower of Jesus blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, does that mean that they are guilty of an eternal sin and will lose their salvation? Well, I would say that a believer. Can you lose your salvation? <sighs> No, those saints are going to persevere. I'm just thinking, I don't know if a believer, I guess a believer could blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, but not in the way that this scripture is talking about. 
This is a full-on rejection. Yeah, the blasphemy. Blasphemy would be, like you said, just saying anything against um, or a rejection of or a mocking of. And we see that even at the cross as the people blaspheme against the Son of God as they mock him. Yeah. Uh, and then he cries to the Father to forgive them. And we see blasphemies all throughout Scripture that are forgiven. Uh, but the blasphemy specifically that is talked about here against the Holy Spirit is this ongoing blasphemy. You yep. know what I mean? It's I can't think of any better way to better way to explain it. It's just an ongoing blasphemy. The, one guy gives this definition. He says the unpardonable sin is to knowingly, willingly, and persistently attribute to Satan the works of God done by and in Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit who testifies to these truths in your heart. So this blasphemy is not... I think the most comforting thing is to hear that if you're worried about if you've done the unforgivable sin, more than likely you probably haven't. I'd actually yeah. say I'm probably positive you haven't because they, Scripture makes it clear that people who are actively doing the unforgivable or the eternal sin are people who don't care and don't care to know if they're doing it. And And... They're probably the ones who don't care that they'll never have forgiveness because it'll be never it'll never be anything that they seek. Yeah, it's an active and ongoing rebellion against yeah. the Holy Spirit and yeah. against it's all not, the things He does. You're not going to accidentally do the unforgive uh, un, unpardonable sin and go, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm it's out. willful and intentional, and it yeah. is prolonged, and uh, and it is and and the one who does that is one who does not want nor care or nor nor has come in contact with the Holy Spirit as a regenerative force in their lives. And so, um, but truly, truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, uh, the children of man, whatever blasphemy, blasphemies they utter. And so there is this, yes, there is this, uh, there are these people who will reject the Lord and go against him with everything they've got, but it's really encouraging to know that there are some who will faithfully follow after the Lord, and there's forgiveness for those who, instead of blaspheming the Lord, surrender to the Lord. And um, and who and who see that his kingdom is not one that is uh, divided, and he is not one who is divided against himself, but he is one who is firm and is strong, and he is seated firmly on the throne. And they would give their lives to him, and forgiveness would be given. Yeah. I think that's good. And, um, and for they were saying he has an unclean spirit, and it's so crazy. Um, and I think this happens so many times: is that they're the ones with unclean spirits. Yeah. They're the ones who are missing it. And Jesus is so kind, yet forceful, and says, no, 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 no. That's, not, that's, that's not the case. And he, he, he's gentle and he's kind. And he is so loving to show us where we, find, where we often accuse him or accuse others of things. He is always very kind to show us the error of our own ways. And so, yeah. R.C. Sproul would say this about the unpardonable sin. He would say that I would say that worrying about it is one of the clearest evidences that they have not committed this sin. For those who commit it are so hardened in their hearts, they do not care that they commit it. He said, I love this last line. He says, Thanks be to God that the sin that is unpardonable is not a sin he allows his people to commit. That's so good. if you are saved and sealed by the Holy Spirit, he will not allow you to commit the unpardonable sin. Your salvation is secure. And you are sealed and you're his, which is always encouraging. And, and uh, 
this is a big, this is a pivotal moment here where Jesus is is going once again against the scribes, and um, and he is making a case all the more for who he is and who's and and his what his name holds and the power in which he walks and the person in which he um, is and the image of who he is. And so, this is a huge, this is a, this is a, a very big pivotal moment here in the early chapters of the book of Mark. Yeah, I'm excited for what's next. Get into some parables. Those will be fun. Yeah, parables. Basically, Bible raps. <laughs> and so, uh, you got anything else? Nope. That'll be it. All right. Well. Um, happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. And we hope that you guys are enjoying 2021. I know it's crazy. And it seems like some of this stuff is, uh, you didn't see it coming. But we hope that you enjoy the new year. And I hope it gets better and better all along the way. We love you guys. Make sure you're checking out our Patreon page at uh, patreon.com slash here's the deal. And uh, go check out all the cool things that you can get. Uh, make sure that you're doing that while sipping on some Carl's Coffee and listening to the Dwell Bible app. And uh, you will be living in the trifecta of the Here's the Deal podcast. We love you guys and we're thankful for you. We'll talk to you later.